Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the third quarter 2020 Von Nelson Global Smidcap Review. The Von Nelson Global Smidcap Strategy started on July 1st, 2020. And in the third quarter, the strategy returned 8.19% gross, 7.84% net, and that is up against the benchmark, the MSCI All Country World Index Smidcap at 7.75%. And with me today is Portfolio Manager, Jim Eisenman. And with that, Jim, I'll turn things over to you. Thanks, Dan. Let's start with a brief overview of the Global SMID product. Our Global SMID strategy is benchmarked against the MSCI Acqui SMID Cap Index. The investment universe includes over 7,300 small and mid-cap companies across 23 developed and 26 emerging markets. Market cap range for the index includes companies between $5 million and $39 billion in U.S. dollar market cap, with a median of $1.3 billion. Currently, approximately 50% of the benchmark weight is in U.S. equities, with 40% weighting in other developed markets and 9% in emerging markets. Our global Smith strategy employs Von Nelson's traditional targeted return approach, which is based on bottom-up fundamental analysis, along with our focus on risk management, and portfolios that are diversified at the factor level. The result is a high active share factor diversified portfolio of 40 to 80 names. Most of the global portfolios comprise the holdings drawn from Vaughn Nelson's other U.S. and international strategies. The holdings in these portfolios have already been thoroughly reached by our portfolio managers and analysts and determined to meet our return criteria. These are names we already know well, which gives us an advantage as we manage the global portfolio. Looking at performance in the third quarter, we saw positive absolute returns in 39 of the 49 countries represented in the benchmark. This was driven by sequential improvements in economic activity as lockdowns eased, as well as varying amounts of monetary and fiscal stimulus provided by governments across the globe. The portfolio had positive relative performance versus the benchmark for the quarter. The largest contributor to the relative outperformance was our stock selection in France and Germany while stock selection in the United States and the United Kingdom was the primary drag on relative performance. In France, we benefited from a management-led buyout offer for one of our favorite IT services companies. In Germany, a material handling machinery business with a growing secular story produced excellent results and increased forecasted earnings for the year. In the United States, our overweight to the semiconductor and semiconductor capital equipment industries was the largest drag on performance. We continue to like, to like the secular trends in both these industries and believe our holdings in them should see significant market appreciation over the next two to three years, despite some short-term choppiness in stock performance. While most global markets continue to improve during the third quarter, the rate of the global economic recovery started to slow. In the United States, with a delay in additional stimulus for households, the recovery in the services sector of the economy started to moderate. Meanwhile, the industrial recovery remains strong, boosted by the need to rebuild inventories and strong demand for housing. The decline in mortgage interest rates this year has driven strength in the housing demand that has left the supply of homes at record low levels. Without additional shocks to the economy, we expect the inventory rebuilding process to last several months and hopefully jumpstart a broader self-reinforcing recovery. The strength in the housing market is very encouraging. However, we need a rapid supply response of new homes to prevent home price appreciation from slowing or reversing the housing recovery. 
During the September Federal Reserve meeting, Chairman Powell reiterated the commitment to maintaining easy monetary conditions until inflation is sustainably above 2%. He also encouraged an increase in fiscal stimulus. After decades of reliance on monetary stimulus, the economy and capital markets suffer from excess leverage, malinvestment, and structural imbalances that hamper the effectiveness of monetary tools. Post the election, regardless of the outcome, we expect fiscal policy in close coordination with the Federal Reserve to take center stage in driving economic growth. The last bout of loose fiscal policy in the U.S. was combined with tight monetary policy, which drove sustained U.S. dollar strength. The next round of loose fiscal policy will likely be combined with loose monetary policy, which will likely pressure the U.S. dollar. If this economic policy is pursued and successfully increases nominal GDP, GDP growth, it will represent a fundamental shift in the underlying economic conditions that have not been witnessed in years. This shift in the economic environment will likely lead to increased market volatility and broad changes in market leadership. Outside of the U.S., the continued government support for employment programs has so far helped to limit the negative impacts of COVID-19-related job losses in most geographies. In addition, fiscal and monetary policy are better coordinated in many markets relative to the situation in the U.S. In spite of significant political and macroeconomic risks, the U.S. election, final Brexit negotiation, geopolitical tension with China, a likely second wave of COVID-19, the leading fundamental indicators we follow indicate a tentative positive direction for economic activity in most countries and industries. However, rising COVID case numbers in Europe threaten to cut short the economic improvements of the last several months and will need to be monitored, monitored closely going forward. In terms of positioning, currently the portfolio has a small overweight position in the U.S., Japan, and the U.K. relative to the benchmark and an underweight in the emerging market countries as a group. This positioning is primarily a function of our bottom-up fundamental analysis of companies and where we are finding the most attractive risk-adjusted returns. However, should we start to see sustained U.S. dollar weakness, we would expect to see more opportunities arise within emerging market countries in the investment universe. At the sector level, we are overweight information technology and industrials where we believe we have identified a significant number of businesses that have attractive secular opportunities as well as a number of cyclical names that are coming off the bottom of a cycle and which have significant upside and limited downside from the current price. We are underweight utilities, healthcare, and consumer discretionary. Within the utility sector, we have not found any names which currently meet our return criteria and therefore had no holdings in the sector. That said, as the shift towards renewable energy and electric vehicles accelerates and eventually reaches the tipping point, that may present some interesting opportunities in this space. In healthcare, we have several attractive holdings. However, we have been wary of names that have seen COVID-related short-term demand boost and generally approach this sector with caution. In addition, we believe healthcare will be the next industry to be disrupted by technology, which could result in an environment where incumbents lose market share to startups and new entrants that have lower return requirements or can even run at a loss. This dynamic would likely be a positive for society as costs come out of the healthcare system but it would also result in pressure on margins and ROICs at traditional healthcare companies. We believe the consumer will continue to be propped up by fiscal and monetary stimulus rather than a traditional cyclical pickup in employment. And as such, winners and losers will be different this cycle. 
causing us to be very selective on how we approach the consumer space. To wrap things up, we continue to find attractive opportunities across a wide variety of industries and countries in our investment universe. These include high return businesses with secular growth opportunities as well as some more cyclical companies that should see accelerating growth coming off the cyclical bottom as economic activity rebounds from the COVID-19 related shutdowns. We believe we have an attractive set of opportunities to choose from across the globe and continue to position the portfolio into names with the best payoff profiles in terms of upside-downside ratio, while maintaining an appropriately diversified portfolio at the factor level. And with that, I'll send it off to you, Dan. Well, great, Jim, and congratulations again on the, on the launch of the Global SmithCap product. I'm very excited to see where we go from here um, in great third quarter and, and look forward to speaking with you again at the end of the fourth. So um, good luck out there. We'll catch up again soon. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.